0: Greetings, beautiful ladies, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. I hope that you and your family are well. I don't know what happened, but I did this episode, and I had some technical difficulties, but I'm back. This is going to be a part of my mother-to-daughter series, and the question that we're going to be asking throughout this video is, should you take your ex back? Now, you all know I am a full-time educator, and I teach AP Lang, so I got to talk about the exigence, what caused me to do this particular episode. I was watching um, a show, I probably shouldn't be watching, but I was watching this crime show, and it was a classic, tragic case where a woman went back to her ex, and she ended up dying. She lost her life, she was beaten to death, and... While that is so egregious and so disheartening, what is even more sad is that this happens every day over and over and over again. So I want to do a a talk, you know, just get you to ask yourself some questions about getting back into relationships that you got out of that were toxic. Should you take your ex back? These guiding questions are for you to do some reflection, deep diving, all I want to do is try to help save lives. All I'm trying to do is empower people to be their best selves. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything, but this is something, this is a topic that I do know something about. And so if you ask yourself these questions and the answer keeps coming back, no, it might be an indication that you should not take your ex back. Now, I have to say this because I think this is so important for us to never forget the possibility of good. There is no limit when we are connected to Yah Elohim, the Most High God. When we're connected to God, there is no limit to what we can do and to what we can become. The issue is, for many, many relationships, people are not connected. And I I can't say this enough, if God is not first, if God is not the center, the relationship is not going to work. And I'm not talking about religion because bad religion has actually hurt people and really hurt especially black people hurt the possibility um, of them having the kinds of relationships that they can have and so when I say connected and I'll try to um, say more as we do the presentation I'm talking about a personal relationship with God for yourself it's not about rules and laws and rituals it's about you surrendering to the one who made the son and God can give you directions. He can give you guidance. He can heal your heart. He can heal your mind. There is nothing that he cannot do. But when you, when you start trying to follow people's rules and ideas about how to do that, and then they misuse these religious books, I want to say misuse them, misuse them and abuse them it's not the books themselves but so often people don't know how to use them and it's because of gross ignorance it's also because of intentional and malicious manipulation that people misuse these texts and but if you know how to connect for to god for yourself he will guide you and he will teach you how to use the holy bible how to use literature that is spiritual and inspirational for your good but if in the hands of the wrong people it will be used for bad and that's unfortunately what i see too so i want to jump right into the lesson i pray again that this is a blessing to you and the goal is to save lives too many women are dying because they're in these toxic relationships and even if they get out, they don't know how to stay out. And I believe that this does not have to happen. So keep stay with me, and we're going to keep growing and learning together. Here is a really powerful quote that I saw as I was trying to prepare for this lesson. And it is, if you carry old bricks from your past relationship to the new one, you will end up building the same house that fell apart before. This is so powerful. And I'm not one, I've learned the hard way that really you should let the past stay the past, stay in the past. The past cannot be undone. It cannot be reversed. Um, And what we have to do is we have to learn how to heal from the past and move on. But so often with the past comes experiences and emotions, and we can get attached to those emotions and experiences, and they can be negative. And we are people who work best when we are familiar with the situation. So many times, even if a situation is bad, people will go back to it it's because they all they know. And until we learn something different, there is this space between the old way and the new way, and it's called discomfort. The unknown is uncomfortable for human beings. But if we can endure that space between the old and the new, and we can learn how to settle ourselves and lean on the Most High God, then we can move forward and we don't have to look back. Looking back should only be done when you are trying to glean the lessons. When you're trying to heal and you need to go back and you need to figure out, okay, what did I learn from that situation? But just going back because it's convenient, because it's easy, because somebody wants you to go back can lead you not only to an untimely death, but agony and suffering and pain that you don't have to have, and that's exactly what happened in this story that I, I saw. This tragedy was this person had this attachment and this familiarity, even though her relationship was very bad. And you know, she and the guy had children together, so they had to suffer and endure a lot of trauma as well. And this happens a lot too. And so you go back because it's comfortable. People may sometimes try to convince you that they have changed, that they're different, that it's going to be different. But here's how you know if something is different. It's not going to be based on what a person says to you. It is going to be based on what a person does. And talk is cheap. Talk is easy. Anybody can say something and it can be so far from the truth. So when you're trying to discern whether or not you could, you should go back to your ex, then you have to look at certain actions. You have to look at the evidence. If you don't see the evidence of change, you are risking your life. Now, I want to I emphasize this. I am an idealist, and I believe that there is nothing that God... Cannot do. God can do all things and He can change a man. He can make a man go from a monster to a noble man. I I believe it's possible. I know it doesn't happen often. And the reason why it doesn't happen often is because change is so hard. It's not impossible, but change involves work, it involves time, it involves you doing something different, getting out of your comfort zone. Sometimes it does involve resources. But if we can spend our money to do things that we don't need, that are not helping us, then we can, we also can use our money and our resources and our time to do things that will empower us to be better. Ultimately, what we're all going to find out is to whom we belong. And that is the Most High God. We cannot take our next breath without his permission. And what the enemy does is he comes in and he deceives people into believing that they're in control. And unfortunately for a lot of different men, they find out when they're older, middle age, or later that no, they can't. And you don't want to squander your youth and then find out later that, hey, i spent all my time trying to be with this person and they did not, they didn't want to do right. They didn't care. They, you know, the thing about God, and I have to emphasize this, is he gives us free will. He's not a gangster. He does not force people to do right from wrong. What he does is he gives us an incredible gift and is the gift of choice. Men have to choose to do right. Men have to choose to do what is good. He does not twist their arm and it, it is what distinguishes him from a human being. God is the ultimate gentleman. And if we resist our spiritual enemy and we surrender and submit to God, he will come in and he will give us the strength to do what we need to do. He will give us the wisdom to heal. He will give us the guidance that we need to evolve into better people. And then we become powerful examples of his transformative power. It's the resistance that causes people not to grow, not to mature and cause all these problems in a relationship. So again, that story was really tragic. She went right back to the toxic relationship that she had before and it, it was heartbreaking to see because she was beaten to death. When the the, uh, the uh, coroner did the autopsy on her body, she had contusions and bruises all over her body a man she was a petite woman a grown man punched her and beat her to death and i don't want this to happen to another woman and that's why i'm doing this mother to daughter that it doesn't have to happen to you you have a right a god-given right to be happy to be respected to be loved, to be nurtured, to be protected, provided for all those wonderful things. And it's up to you to make a choice. At a certain point, we all have to decide how we want to live. Do you want to live a good life, a peaceful life, or do you want to live a life that you're in constant turmoil and it's like hell on earth? You don't have any peace and you want to risk your health. It's up to you to make That choice. And once you make that choice, here's what you have to do. You have to say, if I cannot have respect, I just won't be in a relationship. If my significant other is not disciplined enough and does not understand that when he goes out into the streets and he gives in to his flesh, that he's risking his life and my life, I just won't be in a relationship. And that's what I know. It's hard, and I know we have a natural tendency to want to be in relationships. But at the same time, the enemy has worked overtime to take our men. When, as a teacher years ago, I used this story to help illustrate a point about knowing your self worth, even when people don't. And it's some just. I was reading a newspaper one day and i saw this interesting story and it was about this man he went to an estate sale and he bought a little bowl and he paid maybe 2 or 3 dollars for that bowl later he found out that that bowl was worth in the millions and i would ask my students i would say why would a person sell a multi million dollar bowl for just 2 or 3 dollars and everyone knew the answer is that that person who sold it did not know the value That is what we have going on today where it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how kind, how giving, how respectful you are, how righteous you are. If a man does not know your worth, that if he doesn't know that you're a gift from the Most High God, if he is not connected, he cannot discern your, he can't see your goodness because that's what the enemy does he puts on blinders there's spiritual blindness going on it's almost like he gets a grip on a person and they become spiritually blind and they don't see good for good They, it's everything is all twisted to them what's good is evil and what's evil is good and that's when they get that distorted thinking and if they don't resist that they end up with a reprobate mind and that's when God says you know what I'm not going to fight with you. I have things to do, but that's what happens. And I'm doing this also because oftentimes when I'm listening to men talk to women, they sort of have this list of things that you got to do and you got to be. And then let's say, you know, and there, and a lot of things they talk about are physical, like you got to lose weight or it's how you look. And let me tell you something. About that, There are women who've never been fat a day in their life. Their skin is flawless. Their hair is flawless. Their teeth are their real teeth in their mouth. They don't smell. They're kind. They're loving. They don't nag. They could be almost like saints. And every day, these women get lied to, cheated on, beat up, left everything that you can imagine because it has nothing to do with the woman. And it disturbs me because women listen to this and it's almost like they're going, I hate to say this, but insane trying to keep up with every little thing they have to do. Then you have people saying, well, you're going to just have to take this and you're going to have to take that. It's exhausting to attempt to raise a grown man. It's exhausting. An adult male is what I call him. And it's exhausting. And then, no matter what you do and how you do it, that does not guarantee that that person is going to be respectful and be all you can be. And this is what got me recently. I heard someone say, almost like, well, that's how God made man. That is an absolute lie. That is how society has made man. The problems in our relationships is a result of how man has chosen to socialize boys differently from girls, to raise them differently. So as a woman, you get all advice in the world. You can listen to everybody you want to listen to. I'm doing a podcast on this soon about how you need to stop listening. You need to shut it down for about three months. And there are some things you need to do and so you can be free because it's it'll lead you to absolute insanity with you got to do all this work and all this stuff just so you can be with a man. When the bottom line is men have to decide who they want to be. Do they want to be righteous or evil? and you can while you can inspire them and maybe say brother you know what I really I can't accept maltreatment or I cannot accept disrespect I wish you the best and you can pray for them and you can say okay you go on and I wish you the best while that may help them somewhat the ultimate thing is that they have to make that choice to humble themselves and to pray and to surrender Instead of squandering their lives, doing things that only feed the flesh, but not the spirit, not the mind, in the right ways. And in the end, what they don't get is they're going to lose. The real blessing comes, I come from a family of men, and I've also seen this outside of my family, but I have seen it where men who are honorable and strive to be honorable, and they marry and they honor their wives and they take care of their children. Those men are always blessed. They're blessed beyond what a person could imagine or think. Many, many times there are people who just out here just doing everything, and anything. And then when they get older at the end, they have this sort of awareness then. It's almost like, you know, they call it a middle age crisis where they kind of have this awareness that hey I wasted my life I wasted my time and they feel bad and so in order to compensate for that or deal with that sometimes they'll want to go back to an ex or sometimes you know they'll make the effort to get better but change is a process and it takes a lot to change so but it's possible I just want to put that out there because I'm a positive person I believe that but the question is should you take your ex back Should you risk your health, your everything, life? And that's what's happening. People are losing their lives. And that's why I'm doing this. You really have to make a choice because that woman who was killed, the one who inspired me to do this one, she had children. Those children were left motherless. And because this was a really strange case, the guy did not go to jail because they couldn't, they said they didn't have enough evidence to prove that he did it in the first place because of the way she died. So they didn't have enough evidence to prove that he actually did it. But when the coroner did an autopsy, she had bruises all over her body. I'm talking about, they had like a little diagram to show you it was, it was horrific. Absolutely horrific, but it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be another woman. Today could be the day that you decide, I am going to accept nothing but the very best of behavior. No, the man won't be perfect. He might make mistakes. But there's a difference between someone making a mistake because they're just a human being versus they're intentionally trying to do something to manipulate you or to hurt you in a way to have control, you know, to try to have power. Because that guy, he beat her because he was a punk and he wanted power. And the only way he could get it in his twisted mind was dominating a little woman and beating her up and controlling her. And now um, she is gone. So we're going to keep going. And I had to do this. I did this episode already. I'm doing it again. honey. God, God is with me and the devil cannot stop me. So we're going to keep going. Here is a critical question that you need to ask yourself and you need to ask your ex why does your ex want to come back um, again we are people of habit we're creatures that love familiarity even when something is bad we get conditioned to accept it whenever we are out of our comfort zone whenever we are away from what we know There is this space that I've talked about where we have this sort of discomfort and we have anxiety. And what we have to understand is that we're going to be all right. You have to give yourself time to adjust to the new. When your ex is coming back, all it's going to do is make you go through all that anxiety or whatever you went through before. But the question is, why does the person want to come back? Is the person in a good state? You know, is he in a good state of being, a good mind? Because if he's not and he's coming back, why you? You don't want someone to treat you like a a comfort blanket. You know, my daughter was younger. She had this blanket that she would carry everywhere. She had it in the car. When we traveled, she had it and she had it in the house. And it was just like a little comfort thing that I let her carry around. And sometimes people become sort of like that. They become this comfort blanket because you were the one that accepted this person, and you accepted the good, the bad, the ugly. But then there's a point where maybe you said, "No, I'm sorry, can't can't do it anymore." And but they remembered, "Hey, I could I could do this, and I could get away with it, and um, I just want to see what I could get away with, or I want to come back and try to get myself together." The brother's down. This happens a lot. He's down, and then he wants to try to use you to get himself together because you have a good heart and you feel like oh I've got to do this because this is my you know duty according to my religion no you don't you have to make up your mind that you're not going to be around people who do things that are disrespectful and that are painful to you and they have absolutely no remorse whatsoever and you got to find out why is he coming back to you now what happened? A lot of is something going on with his life, did something go wrong, that something bad happened to him, and now he's trying to, you know, get a find a little comfort, a little comfort blanket again, until he can get himself together. And then once he gets himself together, then he's back right out back out the door. And he's used you or misused you and then gone on about his business. Or again, it's he has you to have the control and to power And the power that he wants because he really does not understand what real power is. And really he is weak and he is hurting and he is fragile. And instead of trying to get the help that he can get, he uses you as a way to feel that he's powerful. Here's the thing. You cannot accept anybody who does not know the Most High God for himself. Because it's just like that bowl. When a person does not know his worth or your worth, that person will not do the things that he needs to do, period. You can encourage someone to seek out God. You can encourage someone to go talk to a person or read something. But the bottom line is, ultimately, they have to make that decision for themselves. If they don't make the decision and they just give in to the enemy, then all they're going to do is take out whatever they got going on on you. And this happens all day, every day. That lady that I'm talking about from the story, she had gotten away from this guy. He would come back into her life. He would beat her up. She would accept him again. And then the next thing you know she's dead because always every, every I watch a lot of crime shows and I know I shouldn't but I do and I'm use, I'm getting ready to do a whole podcast just on this there's so many life lessons and this keeps happening because people don't learn the lesson why does your ex want to come back it didn't work out before what's going to make it work out now We're going to get into some other critical questions, but here's the thing. You have to want to live, especially if you have children. You don't want to set a bad example. You don't want to put your children in harm's way. You don't want them to have to endure any trauma that they don't have to go through. And later they got to go, you know, go through therapy. They got to, you know, they're struggling with nightmares and flashbacks and all of that. You can have peace. You can have, it's a choice. It's a choice. You know, I was in a relationship, um, a long-term relationship, and this person sort of had a revolving door in my life. And at a certain point, though, because I had just been healing and working on different things, I could no longer be with that person because I would have triggers. Um, That person hadn't changed. He was doing the same thing he was doing from the day I first met him. And so, um, as I got away and I made up my mind, I just couldn't do it anymore. I remember going through a time when I would sort of try to vilify him or demonize him. And every time I would pray about that, God would always remind me, no, you cannot vilify him because you allowed him to do what he did to you. You accepted his behavior. You did that to yourself. You are responsible for your own life. You have to take ownership of your own actions in order to heal. And that was painful. And I remember I grieved that. Like at a certain point, and even today still, I have this where I wonder like, how did I let myself take that? And I would have a flashback of something that happened, but it's no longer about what he did. It's about the fact that I endured that, and I really didn't check him. I really didn't. I, I sort of blindly and willingly accepted bad behavior. And it's because I didn't know my worth. I didn't know who I was in, in terms of my relationship with God. I didn't get it because I didn't, you know, I was told that I was worthless growing up. I was told that I was nothing. So I really internalized a lot of the negative things that I had heard especially from a person who should have been telling me that she loved me and to be strong and all these things and don't take maltreatment. And see, my daughter's just the opposite because she didn't grow up abused. She didn't grow up being told that she was nothing and put down and not supported. She cannot be in a relationship where there is disrespect or where she suspects that somebody has the capability of being abused. So she can't do that. And so God really dealt with me and that I accepted that. And then it became, I went through this whole thing where I had to grieve my former self because I was like, I took this and I took that and I was thinking about different bad moments and and I could have lost my life and just all kinds of things. But then that's when God really showed up and showed out and he showed me how... You know what? You focus on what he did. You focus on what you did. But now I want you to focus on what I did. I got you out of this. It is because of my grace that you're alive. That you did not die. That you are not suffering with some terminal illness. I mean, there's so many things that could have happened. And so that's why you have to ask yourself, why is the X coming back? Usually an X indicates that there was something unresolvable in that relationship, and that's why you broke up in the first place. Why would this person wanna come back? And more than likely, this person probably hasn't changed. It's probably the same person. And if he has changed, it's usually mental. I had, another thing I had to learn is that there's some people, they live in their heads. They haven't changed, their life is just the same as it was before, but in their minds, they think they're better. When a person has really changed, the evidence of that is going to be through their actions. You're going to look at their life and you could think about, okay, how was their life uh, five years prior or 10 years prior? If their life almost looks exactly the same, it is very likely they hadn't changed. And so what you have to do is you got to ask yourself why. Now, here's another very important thing that I don't want you to miss. You can... It's not healthy to be bitter about a person in your past. You might have loved this person and you might have really, really longed to have a relationship with the person and he, the person betrayed you, he hurt you, he lied, or he cheated, he tried to kill you, whatever the case may be. But I want to emphasize that the one thing you shouldn't do is you shouldn't let bitterness and anger you know, make a home in your heart because what it does is, when that happens, then you can find yourself um, in a very dangerous emotional state, and then you want to try to, you know, get back in some kind of way, and it hurts you because you're holding the anger, you're holding the resentment. What you want to do is, you want to pray for that person. Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes, depending on you know, what they've done, that's hard, but we should pray and you must forgive. And when they they tell you why they want to come back, you know, you might want to say, you know what, I forgive you. I've made peace about whatever happened in the past. Now, if you still have something unresolved, because sometimes that's why people want to come back too. they want to try to resolve something because they went through something because they found out too late that you really were a good person and that you really were the best woman that they've ever been with and now they've just gone through some people and they want to come back to you and you just like, no. But I don't have anything against you. I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you're wrong. I bless you and release you. I've forgiven you. And when you make peace with God, everything will be good. And that's what you have to do. You don't want to hold bitterness. And I don't hold any bitterness about this person. I wish this person the best. And there were times when I stopped praying because I did, I don't know what it was. Like I would go through times when I would have these really bad flashbacks and I would remember things. And some things I hadn't even remembered until that moment. It's like God had allowed me not to remember because the memory would have crushed me because this is a person that I loved So to know that I loved a person and this person was trying to do this evil towards me, it was so painful and it literally could have, I could have had a heart attack or something and that can happen. So the question is, why does your ex want to come back? You got to ask that person this or you may just ask yourself because you made up your mind or you're never going back. And again, the past cannot be undone. We are not to go backwards. We are to always be evolving and going forward again I do believe people can change the question is are they going to change for me are they going to be a better man for some other woman I'm going to The one of the questions that's in this presentation is can you handle the triggers and flashbacks I know that I cannot I know that the flashbacks and triggers cause me to cry myself to sleep so I couldn't be with this ex because I couldn't trust the the flashbacks would come back, and when they do, I could I don't want to feel those emotions that I felt before. Even though I believe that God has brought me a long way, I never want to go back. And so, it's something for you to think about as well. This seems like a very simple question, but it's really packed. Has your exchange? Um, If you are contemplating being with your ex, you got to really ask yourself, if he's the same, how would a relationship with him be better or be different? Would it be worth it? Um, You got to ask yourself that. Most people don't change because they are not willing to put in the work and the time and the effort that it takes to change. All people can get better especially, and and really the only way they can get better is with a connection with Yah Elohim, the Most High God. And when a person is humble and they allow God to come in, and they totally surrender and give up their desire to try to be powerful and try to rule over their own life and the lives of others, that's when God really can come in and heal them. And if your ex has changed there's going to be some evidence i'm going to get into that later but the question is has he changed does he look different is he working on the same job or in the same field is he doing the same things that he did before if he was a cheater in the past how was he going to stop cheating if he had a vice if he gambled or smoked or drank or whatever he did and went to the strip club whatever it was that caused you all to break up has he changed the, the the desire is there. You know, the, the Jesus taught once that, you know, that desire is, is willing, the heart is willing, but the flesh is weak. Has he really changed where he is able to resist the enemy and overcome um, that desire when he wants to be led down that dark path? Because if he hasn't changed, then you're going to deal with the same problems you dealt with before. There's an old saying, and you might have heard it before, and it goes like this. If you do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. If you keep doing the same things and you and you don't make a change in your own behavior, then it, you're going to get the same results. The only way that a man can change is if he totally surrenders to the Most High God. When he understands that we're breathing, because of God, I can't take my next breath without the Lord. So when a man understands who really is the, the the King, and who is powerful, and that you know, I always say that God blesses us. The enemy can give you something. The Lord can bless you, and so many men get confused because they may have things. They may be seem like they're doing all right, but we're going to give an account. We're going to give an account for what we have said. And what we have thought and what we have done. And that is why we need to be in a constant state of awareness that God is everything. So that's the question that you got to figure out. Has your ex changed? If he has not changed, the question that I would ask you is why would you want to go back? Here's another really powerful question, and it goes with the previous question. How has your ex changed? How? Is he um, doing something differently? Is he speaking differently? How has he changed? Has he read anything? Is he watching the things that he needs to watch? Is he listening to the things that he needs to listen to? One of the things that I educate my students on quite a bit is that whatever you put in you is what's going to come out and I use because I drink a lot of water and I have you know water bottles every day or I'm drinking something out of uh, my cup I'll say I'll pour water out and I'll say what came out of that cup and I always say water and I'll say that's right because that's the only thing in there it's the same thing with humans when a man feeds himself trash the only thing that can come out of his life is trash if a man is watching trash, if he's listening to trash, if he's not listening or reading anything that is going to elevate his thinking and his mind or challenge him to reflect on his life, he cannot change. And it therefore it is absolutely imperative that you know how this man has changed. If a man has not gotten a mentor or or a counselor or a coach or somebody that he can look up to and talk to for wisdom and guidance, then how has he changed? He's the same person that he was before. And again, the reason why we oftentimes go back to things that we had in the past, even if they were bad, because those are the things that are most familiar. Those are the things that seem so convenient. Those are the things that seem so easy. Again, many women die every single day because they won't let go of an ex. You don't have to hate people. I cannot say that enough. You don't have to talk about them, but you have to let them go. You have to bless them and release them. You have to pray for God to protect you. You have to pray for God to um, to, to help you to heal and move forward because so many people, you know, they'll get beaten or poisoned, and they'll have all kinds of things happen to them, and they let this person right back in their life. And then this is when it really, if you do live, you got to deal with that. You're like, okay, I, I accepted this person, and this person had me in the emergency room twice because they tried to poison me, or they, they physically assaulted me, they cheated on me. You know, you just go down a list. You're like, how in the world? Well, that happens because when you don't know your worth. Think about that, bowl. And I have to say this, um, and I can't say this enough. I'm getting ready to do a podcast on this. It doesn't matter how much you do. I hear men, and I maybe they mean, well, I don't want to try to judge anybody. God knows a person's heart. But they're telling these women that they got to do, a, B, C, D, E, F, G. And these women are trying, bless their hearts, to do all that. Only to discover that they're still not going to be in a healthy and good relationship. Because it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the enemy. The enemy that our men have worked in cooperation with. That our men are more concerned about the flesh and the things of this world, and the things of God. It does not matter. I know women, they've never been fat a day in their life. They've been cheated on. They've been lied on. And then to hear the the, the, the relationship coach say, well, this must be something you've done. These women have not um, been naggers or bothered me. And I'm telling you, it's the men. And, this, and it's because, and I'm praying about this, we got to have, it's got to be the right man. We got to have men to rise up And teach other men how to be honorable. Everything that we have, it comes from God. It comes through people. God speaks through people. He doesn't speak through trees. He speaks through people. So we have to continue to pray. And I've I've been in prayer about this. I've talked about this. Pray for men. Somebody has to rise up and teach men. And I know it's not easy because it goes against the world. And at some point, I am going to do another episode about Cat Williams. So many things we can learn because there is a business that is intentional about trying to corrupt the minds of people, and particularly a particular group of people, so they can have control. But here's the thing. No one can do anything to you unless you allow it. If you don't participate in your own demise, if you resist whatever somebody dangled out in front of you, you can say, you know what, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take the bite. I'm not going to take the bait. You know, if you, somebody goes fishing, they got to have what? They got to have bait. And that's what these people do. And it's, it's evil. Okay, it is evil. But guess what? You have to resist. So I just want to put that out there. How has your ex changed? If he has not put anything new in him, you're not going to get new results. What is he reading? What is he watching? I, years ago when I was, this was a long time ago because I was in college and I had read the autobiography of Malcolm X as told by Alex Haley. And that book is probably one of the most powerful books about transformation. But when you see all that Malcolm X did, you know, getting an understanding of how he came to be who he was, because our childhood is the foundation of our value system and how we live. And when people have issues in that during that time of their lives, and they never get healing and they never grow and never understand it. They can't grow. So, but if you look at Malcolm X's life, first he got to understand it. Then he started reading. You know, he talked about reading the dictionary and he read other books. He began to see life differently. And so, you got to ask the person, how? What did he read? What has he listened to? Who has he listened to? It cannot come out if it has not been put in. So you have to make a decision if, if he's really changed or not in his mind, because people do live in their minds and they do, you know, they may have the thought that they've changed because they want to change so badly. But if they have not actually done the work, then you're going to get the same outcomes you had before. Why continue to go through pain and suffering and frustration I could not believe recently I heard someone telling women basically that men were just, you know, messed up. They had problems. But this is what got me is when he said God made them that way. And that's when I said, okay, I can't, Jesus. You got to help me. No, that's not true. Society has made men the way they are. And again, I I pray every day that God will raise up the right one who will be able or a group of people who will be able to start to present better behavior through their examples. But if 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 the ex hadn't, if he doesn't hasn't done anything to get better, he's not better. If he hasn't read anything to get better, he is not better. If he hasn't listened to the right things, You can only put out whatever you put in, and that's the issue. So if you can't get clear answers on how he's changed, then he hasn't changed. I'm not talking about what I think. I'm talking about what I know. I'm talking about what I know for facts. Here is another powerful quote. Life is divided into three terms. That which was, which is, and which will be. Let us learn from the past to profit in the present and from the present to live better in the future. William Wordsworth. This is a very powerful quote. And the key word is, and I love this word, is learn. When you have been in a bad relationship or gone through bad relationships, plural. The thing you want to do so that you can heal and move forward and have joy and peace in the present is you want to learn. Looking back is is really tricky sometimes because if you look back and you have bad memories, that can create an emotional response and even a physical response because that memory can bring up a lot of those things, uh, you know, that are uncomfortable. And that happened. That's what happened to me, and I had to deal with that. But at a certain point, I really started, you know, I talked to Yah, and I was like, Lord, I need healing, and I need to let this go. And that's when I began to learn. I saw why I endured so much pain and suffering for a long period of time, because even when I wasn't with this person physically, he was a part of me mentally and spiritually, And I began to learn. And one of the things I learned is that I had given this person a position in my life he never should have had. He might not have even known that I had made him a god. He had really become my god from the time I woke up, from the time I went to bed. I was thinking about this man. And he could have cared less, okay? And that's what I learned. And I learned you know, what it looks like when a man really does love you, what it feels like when a man is honoring you because he sees you as a gift from God. He understands that you are his child. And what people don't get is when they mistreat others, they're really disrespecting God. They think they're getting one over on you or they think they're being slick and manipulative and all of that. But guess what? In the end, what they don't understand is, is that there's a price to pay. Because if you really are a child of God and someone intentionally, maliciously tries to hurt you or kill you, you know, anything, they they got their consequences for that. It's not for us to focus on what we have to focus on is the most high God, and we have to let them go and let and just and the beautiful thing is, oh, God is the judge and you got to deal with them in a way you could not even imagine or think and i still don't see god as like the great punisher i believe that god will allow things to happen to people so that they will humble themselves you know i have this thing and i've had this since i was very young you either humble yourself or god will humble you things will happen to you where you have to humble yourself uh you, you have to be humbled because you didn't humble yourself. I want to humble myself. I don't want God to have to humble me. Because the way he does it is 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 gonna be a lot more painful. And that's what happens a lot of times, and people don't get it. But again, pray for people. Some people they cannot have VIP status. They just have to be in the balcony of your life. They were in the past. Leave them in the past. Don't give them a backstage pass to be in your life. Let them go, but learn. Learn. People are going to show you who they are. And, you know, and again, you don't have to hate them. You don't have to talk about them. When they show you who who they are, then you know. And there's a difference between personality and character. Personality is what you're born with. Character is something that has to be developed. It is that sense of right and wrong, what's good and bad. People can no longer at a certain point make an excuse that they didn't know. Because at a certain point, it really I believe when we're born, we have this inner sense of what is right and wrong. There's this inner monitor. For some people, it's not cut on, but they still know right from wrong. And if that person has not made a decision that they're going to live for God and die for God, there's nothing you can do about it. Don't let any of these people trick you. There are women out here just so desperate. Oh my goodness, my heart aches. They want to be in a relationship. They're listening to these people, and these people are telling them, Well, if you just do this and you just do that. And they are here trying to going crazy, literally trying to do all these things, only to find out that no matter what they do, that joker is not going to treat them right because it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with the crisis that we're in. I know it can be fixed. I know it may be work. I believe that I don't believe that there's anything God can't do. But God is a gentleman. He's not a gangster. He doesn't force us to do right. So if men are resisting trying to do right because they're more concerned about how they look to man than they're concerned about how they are to God, it's, it's nothing you can do. You can continue to be light. You continue to point, hey, point to God, Yah Elohim. And you could point, but then they have to still make the choice to do the right thing. And so that's what is so scary to me is that you got men out here saying, well, you do just do this and you do that. And you got women saying some weird things. And there some of the stuff is so unnatural. Some of the stuff is so risky Black women are still, I believe, they make up the largest percentage, the greatest percentage of people with new cases of HIV and AIDS. And they the new cases, they make up that case. And this is really terrible because they're dying. I live in Atlanta and um you know, it just it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that you know, women are dying and they're sick. And see, it's not even just about dying. You're talking about agony. You're talking about suffering. That's what, ooh, it breaks my heart. And it's because of the fact that they are be, try, so desperate to be in a relationship. It is unnatural, really, for us to be single. It's unnatural. But here's the thing. If you can't have a healthy good relationship then you have to make a decision to be single and to be at peace and I know that's easier said than done but I I have said this on many times on this podcast I believe peace is the greatest blessing from God people have money and they don't have peace they have health and they don't have peace they even have love and they don't have peace when you have peace and you can feel the presence of God peace is not the absence of problems it's not the absence of challenges. It's just knowing that God's presence is in your life and you can feel it and it's real. And when you're dealing with toxic relationships and all that chaos and turmoil, you can't have peace because you're instead of focusing on God, you got all these little fires to put out because you're dealing with a person, you got to worry about this person cheating and then what that cheating is going to mean. That, okay, now I'm going to have to, you know, go to the doctor or now I'm going to have to deal with this outside woman, a man trying to kill me. It's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And if you dealt with an ex and you were dealing with all of that before, just let that person go. Have no bitterness in your heart. You don't have to vilify the person. You don't have to talk about the person, but just let them go. You know, when I, again, I was talking about my situation earlier. And one of the things that God reminded me of, this person never put a gun or, to my head or a knife to my throat. I accepted this treatment and then even if the person had had a knife or gun, I could have still made a decision. That's what life is all about. That is God's one of God's greatest gifts, is choice. We have to choose how we want to live. You have to make up your mind, do I want to live a harmonious life? Do I want to have a live a life where I'm not worried about, am I going to end up in the doctor's office because this man cannot stop sleeping with other people, men and women, or this person? Am I going to worry about, if I sit down and I eat some food, are they going to put something in my food where I'm going to end up having to go to the emergency room? Or after, do I have to worry about being physically assaulted because they're angry or I I said the wrong thing, I wasn't trying to, or they just got a problem. Listen, it's not worth it. You, God wants you to have a, have life and to have it more abundantly. The enemy is all about killing, stealing, and destroying. And that's what toxic relationships do. You don't have to go back to that. Again, I, I am so hopeful that somebody's going to come along and help our men because that's what the issue is right now here's that question again what did your ex do to improve his behavior i'm going to say this old maxim again if you do what you have always done you will always get what you've always gotten the question is what and you need to know this you need to know the actual actions that the person took to improve his behavior it's a it's a now love is a beautiful thing but love does require you being vulnerable but do you need to be vulnerable to a person that you you already know they have the capability of hurting you and feeling absolutely no remorse and that's what you got to really think about because we all make mistakes, we all hurt people, and it may not, you know, we do it and it's not intentional, but there are some people that can do great evil and they can do it without a thought in the world of the, if you can do something to a person and they've never done anything bad to you, that means that that person does not fear God. And you don't want to be with a man like that. You don't want to go back to a relationship where a person did something to you and they had absolutely no thought about how you were feeling and how the effects of their actions for you. So you got to really, really be thinking about what did your ex do? Again, did he read something? What did he read? I I need to make a list of books because I have mother to son too. This is a mother to daughter episode, but I need to do a mother to son. And I have a list of books that I highly recommend that men read if they want to change their lives. Um, I was a bookstore owner. You know, I've been teaching for 30 years and I left teaching for a while. And I was a bookstore owner and men would come to the bookstore and they some of them were really looking for something to read to help them. Because, again, what is so unfortunate is that many of us grow up and we never really learn how to be in a relationship. The ideal is for a child to have two healthy parents, a mother and a father, know the relationship isn't perfect. Whenever there are problems, they healthily work through them. But how would we know how to do that if we never learned it? We learn how to do math. We learn how to read and write. We learn how to drive. We learn how to you know, cook. But we don't learn how to be in relationships. And so you have to take ownership of your life and learn how to do that. If your ex did not learn anything so that he can improve his behavior, then his behavior probably hasn't improved. And again, you got to decide if you want to have a premature death. You have to decide, do you want to be involved with somebody that you know, has a tendency to do things that can lead you to having to take medication for the rest of your life because they have absolutely no discipline or they're perverted. They have allowed themselves just to fill themselves with perversion. You know, you broke up for a reason. Something happened and that person was not doing what he needed to do. And what did he do to improve his behavior? I bring up Malcolm X. There is a guy who wrote a book called Cry Like a Man. I I don't know why I'm shooting a blank right now, but this man, I saw him on several little um, podcasts or interviews, and he talks a lot about male, uh, toxic male behavior or mentality, machismo, that kind of thing, and he changed his life. And, you know, and and he was about, you know, I I think what motivated him was he was about to lose his wife, He wanted to be what he wanted to be, but he also wanted to be a man and be married to his wife. And it kind of helped him, and he began the journey. But it's a long, painful journey because so many men don't learn how to deal with their emotions, how to deal with their fears. They may have a lot of anxiety and fear, but they're taught, again, God didn't make them that way. Society made them that way. You know, society teaches them... To be tough on the outside, you know, you can't cry, you can't be emotional and, you know, you got to act a certain way and really inside they may be not feeling so tough and they need to know how to release their emotions. And I'm not saying they got to just be all over the place, you know, crying every day, but they may have to go, you know, have those moments where they release. Knowing how to do that, getting the information on how to do that, it's out there. Can, can mean that a man can improve his behavior. But did he do that? Did he read this book? Did he, again, if you don't put it in, it can't come out. What is he listening to? What is he watching? You got to ask yourself these questions, and he has to ask himself these questions in order to, for you to make a decision. Do you really want to take him back? One of the best things that people can do is sit down with their significant other and get counseling or get coaching. And if an ex is trying to reenter your life in a serious way, is your ex willing to get the counseling with you? Because you need to have someone who could be like a mediator, who can be objective, who won't take sides, who has some kind of training and who knows what it takes For a relationship to be healthy, to individual people to be healthy, all of that. If he's not willing to go through counseling, then you should not take your ex back. I'm just going to go ahead and answer that one for you. At the top of the show, at the beginning of this presentation, I asked, why is he coming back? If he's coming back just to be a casual friend, I warn you that you should not do that. Um, Because when you have these attachments with people and you have that familiar spirit, they could just be coming back, you know, and they're not sure why they're coming back. And the next thing you know, you have re-attached you know, or re-gotten involved with this person and nothing was good in the first place. And you're back to a state where you were before. So you got to ask yourself, is this person willing to get counseling? This is a question you might need to ask at the beginning. This is the first question you need to ask, excuse me. And if they're not willing to get counseling or coaching, the question is, you know, what what what's the point? Why are you here? What do you want from me? You know, so that's the kind of thing. And most people, unfortunately, I hate to say this, they don't want to get the counseling. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to go back. I know it's painful to go back in time and remember. I had to go through this, and it it's painful. I cried. I talk about this all the time. I, one time I cried for like two weeks straight because I started thinking about things that I had gone through but then it again it became okay. I I allowed this. I endured this, and that's when it got really really crazy. When I started thinking, what in the world? How could I accept this unchecked? You know, and 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 just it, just not even fight for myself, and and just not leave sooner. Like not in this long cycle of pain and, and longing. And yes, I could say I love this person. I could say that. But if you love a person and they're mistreating you, what does your love really matter? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how much you love that person. That person has to love you back. More importantly, though, they have to understand who God is because God is love. And if they don't know God, they're not able to love you, period. And then maybe you weren't even the person for them. I had to deal with that, too. So the question is, though, I said all that to say, is he willing to go to counseling? If the answer is no, then again, you might really want to rethink if you should open that door again. Here's a really, really um, interesting question. And I put this on here um, because I, again, I've talked about this. I've had some triggers and I've had some flashbacks and that were very very painful you know where i actually had an emotional and reaction and that caused a physical reaction and can you handle triggers or flashbacks when you're around a, if you're ex and you had a lot of problems and you're around that person you're not going to be able to not have a flashback because the way that god made our brains is that we hold memories we store memory. Only disease and death can destroy a memory. So there's no way that you cannot remember what that person did to you. When you see that person, there's no way you cannot remember. Your memory might not be in the forefront of your mind, right? But if they do something that they did in the past, if they say something a certain way, and they probably will because they are who they are, then you're going to have a flashback. Then that creates anxiety. Then that creates that inner turmoil. And sometimes that inner turmoil is going to come in the form of you acting a certain way that may not be the best or healthiest. And it just creates a whole big old bag of problems that you don't need to have. So for me, I know that I could not have a relationship with this person because I'm going to have a lot of flashbacks. Too many bad things happen. And if I'm around this person, I'm not going to be able to have peace. So I'm going to have a flashback. And I've had that where I literally had to tell myself, okay, it's over. I'm not, I'm not there anymore. It's over. God save me. I'm okay. And let that person go again. And what I've learned to do is when I have a bad memory about a person, I just say these words, God bless them. And I say that so that I don't let the bitterness grow in me. The pain, the pain can begin to sort of overtake. It's like a fire and it can sort of spread and it hurts so badly. And so when I say God bless them and I put God in it, it it doesn't allow the pain or bitterness to have power. So if I think of this person just kind of my mind, God bless them, whoever it is, you know, God bless them. And I, and I keep saying that until I feel a sense of peace. And that's what you have to think about doing. You want to make sure that you do that, but you're going to have flashbacks and can you handle that? It all depends on what happened in your relationship in the past. Most people break up because it's a lot of chaos and drama, but maybe you just broke up because you all, you know, went your separate ways. You graduated from college. He went back to his hometown. You went to your something like that. Uh, you might not have a lot of flashbacks. But if you went one of those people and you went through a lot in your relationship, and it was physical or it was a matter of life and death at times, you got to ask yourself: Can you handle those triggers? It can your children handle those triggers too? Many women, and this is another thing, ooh, that reads my heart, is that. They're just creating a a new generation of traumatized children because their children are having to grow up in a home where they have two adult people who are not functioning in a healthy way and the children don't deserve that. They are precious in God's sight and you're really hurting them, whether you know it or not, and you're messing their minds up. And again, this is a very hard thing to resolve. That you might have to be single in order to have peace, in order to have health, in order to have money. You might have to be single. It's not God's original blueprint. It wasn't his plan. But again, man has chosen to resist God, to rebel against the Most High God by not focusing on the spiritual things that matter the most and focusing on their flesh. The enemy is not going to keep dangling stuff in front of you. Never going to stop. They're never going to stop making this stuff that's destroying our men's minds and their hearts. They're not going to stop making it. What's going to have to happen is a man is going to have to choose that they're not going to watch it or they're not going to participate in it or they're not going to let the enemy have them doing, telling them something crazy, to poison, the one person that loved them. You know what I'm saying? Like they it's it's up to them. Because at the end of the day, God is a gentleman. He doesn't put a nine millimeter to our heads and make us do what's right. It's a choice. But again, and this is the sad part, they're gonna find out. Because they're gonna have to give an account for what they've done. They might have thought that no one saw it or no one knows, but God knows. God knows. You and that person may be the only two people because you didn't go to the police. And they may, you may be the only two people that know what happened, but God knows he saw it all. My great aunt, I had a great aunt, she used to say, God sits high, but he looks low. And that is so true. And so you got to ask yourself, when you're around this person, are they going to say something or do something that's going to trigger you in a negative way or create a painful flashback. Thank you so much again for listening and watching and learning with me. I am both teacher and student, and I really appreciate you. You can see that little seed of my YouTube channel um, trying to grow. Little seed is planted. Please subscribe. And I pray again that this episode is such a blessing to you. Here is that question that you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to risk being hurt again? That's what usually happens. Most people, most women, if a man does something that they don't like or they don't they don't feel good about, they might try to take it for a while. But if they really are a good woman, they're not going to take bad behavior because they already know in the end what's going to happen. There's going to be more suffering in the end if they don't get out of that relationship. So they get out. And, and, and when you like for me, when I really, really understood who I was in relation to who God is and that I was his child, I just could not let myself be in a relationship where I could risk being hurt again or risk being hurt by a person that I know, you know, I already see the circumstances. I already see the light because God has already shown me and given me discernment. And so that's the question is, are you willing to risk being hurt? It is a risk. Again, people can change. People can heal. People can grow. They can mature. All of those wonderful things. But we can't do it alone. We can only do it when we allow God to come in. We invite him in and we are willing to surrender and humble ourselves to his will. I'm not talking about religion. Bad religion has messed so many men up. I'm talking about not rules, not rituals. I'm talking about relationship with that man has a personal relationship with God. God is a spirit. God is not a man. He didn't write books. Men wrote books. And the problem is not the books. The problem is how men have used these books, the misuse and the abuse of these sacred books and these holy books, Are really why we're in the condition that we're in today again when I heard this man say that God made men all messed up no people made men all messed up people made if people can make it then it can be resolved by people but it has to be resolved in the right way and here's the thing though if you go back to an ex you are risking being hurt again are you willing to do that I really like this quote by Maya Angelou. I have great respect for the past. If you don't know where you've come from, you don't know where you're going. I have respect for the past, but I'm a person of the moment. Think about your moment and, you know, are you happier now? Do you have more peace now? Do you feel more love now? You got to think about all those things Respect the past. That's the key word It's respect. Respect it because you learned from it. You survived it. You have moved beyond it. But now you're in the now and you got to think about what you want now. I know that being single is not easy. And depending, you know, I'm almost 60 years old. So I'm older. I don't have maybe the same kind of urgency maybe that I had when I was in my 20s. Or thirties to want to be in a, a certain kind of relationship. And I know it's hard, but you have to choose whether or not you're going to, you know, feel you're never going to be alone, but there are moments when you may feel lonely, but you got to say, you know, okay, I can, I work through that feeling versus being in a relationship and you're doing things that cause you so much pain. You're having to endure things just to say, I'm with a man, is it really worth it? And I'm, I'm going to be doing some podcasts later about this because there's a lot of bad teaching where women feel like if they're not with a man, then they're less than a woman or their marital status has almost become like an insult. Like, oh, that's why you're single. You know, oh, that's why you, you know, you don't have a man. And the women who do, you know, again, they, most of them are going through hell and high water. And so you got to ask yourself, you know, is it really worth it? Do you really care about what people think? And you have to really get with God and get your identity straight because we've been taught, some of us were taught, that our identity is so dependent upon whether or not we have a man. And here's the thing, and I've taught this in almost every, every episode I've done of Mother to Daughter, you really can't control your marital status. These people out here, and again, I don't know if it's intentional who are teaching lies, they make it seem like you can control a man and make a man want to marry you or make a man do right. We're in a crisis. You can't. Okay. It's not like going to buy a coat. That's the analogy that I always use. If I want to go buy a new coat, I can decide if I want leather, if I want suede. You know, if I want to get a little windbreaker, like, and I can decide where I go get it. I can decide the color. I can decide, you know, the features and pockets, whatever I want. When it comes to a relationship, you can only be in a good relationship if a person is a good person. But you can't control another person. That's the one thing. Life lessons you have to learn. And you have to learn this early. It doesn't matter what you do, and it doesn't matter how good you are, and it doesn't matter how much you love that person. The only person that you can control is yourself. And so that's the lesson that I want young women to get. As your mother, as your surrogate mother, I want to say this to you: that again, I just think about it. Just think about it. Beautiful women—they're not fat their hair there's nothing wrong with their hair you gotta another thing i want to say is whenever you're listening to a man tell you about women and what women need to do if they're married i want you to look at their wife find a picture of their wife if you don't look like their wife then you already know that that person's not gonna think you're pretty they're not gonna think you know you they're gonna always got something to say about you because if you don't look a certain size If you, your complexion may not be light enough to be beautiful. Your hair may not be straight enough. I'm talking to black girls and see, that's another issue that society has pushed out this narrative that you're only beautiful. If you look a certain way and you got men out here telling women, they're supposed to be in a position as like a relationship coach or a life coach. And what they don't realize is they've internalized that narrative. They've internalized, that paradigm and that limitation of beauty. So it comes out because we are original African people and original African people. They don't, they don't have those features. Those will have those European features. And I'm not saying those women, there's something wrong with those women too, but you got to understand, please guard your ears and who you're listening to because it's women going crazy out here. They're so desperate to be in a relationship with a man and they're doing everything they can and they still manless. And what they don't understand, and I'm here to tell them as mama, is you're not gonna have a man if 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 we don't have a revival, and that's what I keep praying for. We if we don't have a revival, many of our women will be single. And they're good women, but these men will tell you, hey, it's something wrong with you. Hey, you're being too you acting this way or you you asking him too many questions and you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you too fat or, you know, your hair needs to be a certain way. It, 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 boy, I tell you, I'm so glad I'm free, but it hurts me to know that so many other women are not free and they are exhausting themselves. Or then, you know, you have somebody say, well, you got to do this for a man. You got to do that. They just not going to be right. And God didn't make them right. No, man didn't make them right. Their parents didn't do the right thing. Society is working overtime to corrupt them. And it has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with the world. And you shouldn't have to raise a man. You shouldn't have to do all. It's exhausting trying to do all this stuff to have a man. So I just want to say that to you remember that respect the past. You were, with some, you were with someone in the past, it didn't work out. Depending on what happened in that relationship, you have to ask yourself these questions, should you take this person back? I can't say yes or no because it the answer is really based on a complex set of situations. You have to, that's why I'm having all these questions in this presentation, because you got to get all this worked out. But don't take it lightly. Don't just let people in and out of your life. Because you let them in, they could be in for a month or two, and that month or two could just take you back. Boy, you could end up going back a good five years from just the stupidity that they say just the two months you talked to them. And, And you already knew they were, Slow because you already talked to him in the past. That's why you gotta act. Really, you really gotta discern. You really gotta go deep if you want to take your ex back. All right, so we do have one more slide. Thank you again for listening. All right, here's our last slide for the presentation. Can your ex handle how you've changed? This is another interesting question that I had to put in because. Sometimes you'll meet a person and maybe you and that person, you might kind of be in the same place. It might be something that you share in common that sort of creates this bond between you two. But then you begin to grow and that person begins to grow, but you begin to grow in different directions and different ways. So you really grow apart. And because we're all changing every day and we should be changing and we should be maturing. And so what if you grow and you change and it it leads you over to the left and they're going to the right, not to say that they're bad or that they're wrong, but it's different. And so that's what you have to really ask yourself. Can your ex handle you changing because you've made up your mind, again, if I cannot be respected, if I cannot know that a man has integrity and that I'm not going to have to worry about being in the doctor's office or my life at risk because they sleep around if you if he can't handle that then you don't need to be with the person because again you cannot change him and you don't need to try to try to do that you can't be when you make your man your man, Uh, when you become, excuse me, a goddess to your man, you really mess yourself up and that person up. You have to let that go. You have to resign of trying to be your man's goddess. You have to point to the Most High God. You have to pray. You have to believe. But you have to release. If the person has not done the work to change, they have not changed and they're just the same person and you will aggravate yourself if you try to get with a person and you start trying to talk to them and you're like wow they said something stupid again and this is what they always said because they haven't read anything they haven't watched anything they haven't listened to anybody they haven't changed and you can't before you might have even taken it but you're at a point of so much peace are you at a point where you're growing in a way that you're not able, you, he can't handle your change because it's just going to create conflict. Differences create conflict. You want to get a person, get with a person who shares your values on key things. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is there's going to be major conflict. If you all have two totally different views on money, there's going to be a problem. If you have two totally different views about sex, about how to raise children, religion, all of those things matter. And so if you change in a way that's different from the way you used to be when that person was dealing with you, they may have a problem with that. You gotta ask yourself can he handle the change? So this is my last slide. Again, I wanna thank you for listening, watching, and learning with me. i appreciate you and i hope that this episode was very empowering and inspirational i am all about trying to save lives and just be a source of light in the world there's so much negativity and craziness and just plain old evil and all we can do each of us can do and i hope you would do the same thing is we can just try to let our light shine whatever environment that we're in we just be that candle. We just be that light that will, t- you know, just run out the darkness. That's all we can do. And because I watch these shows and I see how so many women die tragically, painfully, and prematurely, um, and this is after a long time of suffering and agony and a bad relationship, I said, I have to say something to my daughters. I have to say something two young women, God wants you to have love. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have everything you need and more your health. And when you go back to a bad relationship, you are just creating just another bad cycle and season of pain, and it doesn't have to be that way. I, I, I hope that, you know, again, that somebody will rise up and talk to our men, and and they would get healing, and they would get help to be better. I pray for that quite a bit, actually, um, because my daughter's 33, and I know she's she's saying she's not gonna do it, because my daughter, she didn't grow up, you know, abused and being mistreated, so she just cannot be in a relationship with someone who would try to do that. But I still pray for miracles, (laughs) and I still hope to have a grandchild. And I uh, but I, I don't put pressure on her. I don't you know, I don't try to talk to her about this anymore because I see I live with my eyes wide open and I see what's happening in the world. And I also know that no matter how good she is, it's not going to guarantee that she would be appreciated and, and loved and treated well by a man. So I I already know that. And that's just the reality. It's a painful reality. And it's painful to know that some young people will have to resolve to be single. But, you know, it's either I'm single, I'm going to be in a relationship and go through hell. And I I think that women should choose being single for a season maybe. Um, But I just want to say that to you. So please, please, please understand that that's why I'm doing this. I'm just trying to save lives some of that's kind of hard to accept. Sometimes the truth is extremely difficult to uh, to accept, but it is the reality that many women are going through. But I want to again, thank you for watching. Peace and abundant blessings to you. If you have any comments or questions or you would like to have a coaching session with me, I am available to do virtual coaching um, I do everything audio phone right now it's just wonderful with all this technology and um, just email me at badthoughttherapy@gmail.com. at gmail.com.